Hey friends, thank you so much for coming back to the Hammock Chronicles. It's me, your friend Blanca here, hanging out with you. Thank you so much for giving me a moment to enter your lives and just share a little of my know-how with you. So I know it took me a little while to get back to you with part two of the anxiety segment. And I think it's pretty fair to say that the holidays were an anxious time. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I think with the hustle and bustle of the holidays, it was very difficult to give myself the opportunity and the downtime to take care of myself. And so I know that for myself, when I am not in a regular routine of self-care and self-awareness and really working through whatever problems or issues I may have that my anxiety can peak. But also I know that when I am able to take care of myself, the anxiety is pretty minimal to none. And so right now I feel really good, but it's fair to say that I had my own share of struggles during the holiday season. And so coming back to do this part two of this segment is super important to me because I think it shares the things that have really worked for me and have allowed me to find so much peace, but also continuing my own path of growth and self-awareness has just done so much to minimize my day-to-day anxiety. And I think that it's fair to say that if I didn't have these tools or had I not had the support of the things that I'll be talking about it would have definitely been a different conversation that I would be having with you today. So I plan to cover today just the benefits of healthy eating habits, how important it is for us to find some type of movement in our body, but also, you know, really being curious about what it is that we are anxious about. And I know that's hard to do when we are in an active state of panic or anxiety and Lastly, ending with the most important tool, I believe, is going to therapy and getting professional help. And I know that with a couple of these, it can definitely be hard just to build the consistent habits to have in place to ensure that we are doing what we can to try to minimize our anxiety, but also just create more awareness as to where it may be coming from, being curious about that, and not really being tied down to a certain expectation. I think it's important for all of us to kind of start where we are and take it a little bit easier on ourselves in order to be able to gain the forward momentum needed to really manage and overall cope and to really manage anxiety, but also to make it a habit to take good care of yourself so that you are able to be more present with your friends, your family, your loved ones, but also with yourself. And I think that it is very important that we begin to start being curious about where our anxiety may be coming from. And just taking a step back when we find ourselves getting anxious to be able to ask the questions to get ourselves out. So what do we know for sure? I think we know for sure that the tie between, you know, our mental and our physical bodies is so strong. The moment that our brain starts falling back into the old stories, into believing that 
we are going to go into full-blown panic, our bodies have such an immediate reaction. So we know that there's a correlation there. Right? If we know that, we know that everything that our body does or doesn't do will affect our mental state. So I think it's super important for us to create realistic, consistent eating habits that will benefit us long term and benefit us in a healthy way, right? And so look, I'm not here to tell you to get on a diet or to stop eating fats or sugars, but it really does matter what we put in our mouths. And I think one important thing to really realize is the facts. It's important to know that 50% of our serotonin comes directly from our gut. And if you don't know what serotonin is, serotonin is that feel-good chemical that makes us feel great, that gives us a positive mood. So knowing that 50% of our serotonin, that feel-good chemical is stored in our gut, it's absolutely important for us to have healthy eating habits in order to maintain a healthy microbiome. And we know that diets of high sugar will absolutely affect the way that we are feeling and that is simply because we get on this roller coaster of high sugar levels in our blood and it absolutely affects our mental health and knowing that the more research that comes out to support that why wouldn't we want to take the best care of ourselves and watch the things that we eat and ensure that we are making the healthiest choices. Now look, don't get me wrong, this girl loves her some hot Cheetos and I love Mexican candy and I love ice cream. But I know that if I were to eat that every day, one, it wouldn't be good for my health, but two, I would be doing myself a disservice in the long run because I want to live a long life. So take it on, just start making healthier eating decisions and see how your mood changes. You'll notice an increase in energy levels. You'll notice yourself not feeling so sluggish all the time. And I know that for sure that for a very long time I was an emotional eater. And so I can say that the more that I take care of myself and my eating habits, I don't feel so sluggish. I don't feel so down. There isn't correlation between high sugar levels and depression. And so with all the research coming out, every little thing we can do to support a healthy mental state is worth trying. And so why not help our chances, right? Why not do the things that we are saying we are going to do, which is self-care and what better way to take care of ourselves by taking care of our physical bodies with healthy eating habits. The second thing I really want to talk about is movement and by movement that can really be anything you want it to be as long as you move right so whether that is yoga, running, exercising, going to the gym any type of bodily movement is just so extraordinarily helpful in managing those cortisol levels that are usually running rampant when you stress. So what exercise does is help those cortisol levels that are usually running rampant if you are a daily stressor, if you are someone who has anxiety on a regular basis, then you know that your cortisol levels will be higher than most. 
What is so astounding to me is that exercise is one of the most underutilized antidepressants. We know that when we exercise, we feel good. It's a mood lifter for sure. It helps reduce our stress and our cortisol levels, which are directly correlated with stress. And it makes us feel more confident and makes us feel like we can go out there and conquer the world. It is so important for us to be able to find something that really gets us moving, whether that is going outside and just enjoying a brisk walk, waking up early to get a exercise routine completed, practicing yoga on a regular basis, whatever that is for you, find something that really speaks to you that makes you want to keep moving and do more of that. And I think this new year for me, it's definitely a super underutilized tool that I plan on getting back on track about not just for my health, but also for just the immediate relief that I get from the stress from the cortisol levels. Now I think that I'm at a better space than I have been in a very long time. However, I know that if I really want to take care of myself in the best of ways, that movement just has to be part of my daily routine. And I challenge you to begin wherever you're at and just start doing something that really resonates with you, that speaks to you, that you know that you can stay on top of. And don't just make it a goal, make it an intention. Like that is your intention is to become healthier in as many ways possible by supporting yourself through being consistent in getting it done even if that's not every day just as often as you can i think it's so important for us to be able to, to move our bodies and the reality is that when we are hurting and when we are suffering our body feels it our body feels heavy our body resonates with our mental state it feels sluggish i know that when i am really hurting and an anxious and in a very stressed state my body just aches so any type of body movement during those states is just so important to get us reconnected with our mind body so make it an intention to move if it speaks to you. One of the next and honestly the easiest and the most difficult thing to do is just keep a curiosity about where your anxiety could potentially be coming from. And I know that it can be very difficult to focus on where it could be coming from when you are actively trying to calm yourself down, get your heartbeat back to a steady rate, to wonder or think about what may have triggered your anxiety or your panic or your stress. So I am here to tell you, just keep a curiosity about it. What were you doing before you were triggered? What were you thinking about? Was there something that you were worrying about that maybe you didn't realize you hadn't really thought about and once you gave it a second you felt all of this intense emotion coming up there is something about our action or our thoughts that are triggering these these feelings these stressors the panic the anxiety so i would ask you just to be curious and not to be so hard on yourself sometimes I think that it can be easy to avoid the negative emotions 
because they are so painful and I get that and we do that through many ways Mo most common is distraction right either distraction that looks like busy work being on the phone being absent in the presence of others and that's okay be kind to yourself because there is something clearly that is worth working on to ensure that your mental state stays balanced and the only way to do that is by taking the utmost care of yourself and being curious when these feelings come up what is behind them what could potentially be triggering you out of a particular calm state into an anxious state and so the more that you pay attention to the triggers the patterns you'll be able to have more control over them and the very last tip, and to be honest, I think the most important tool that I can share with you in my experience has been going to therapy. I think had I not had the help that I needed at the time when I needed it the most, the honest reality is I don't know what would have happened to me, the circumstances that I was in with the support that I had at that time and the awareness that I had, not only about me, but just managing stress and self-care and really being honest with myself about my emotions. With the tools I had at that time, going to therapy was the best choice that I could have ever made. And I think that if you have exhausted all of your resources and you are still not getting any reprieve from the stress, from the anxiety, and you have practiced the things that I have spoken about and other things, there's plenty of tools that we can use. But at the end of the day, if you are still suffering and you are not getting where you would like to be in your own self-care, well-being, personal development, whatever it is, therapy was and has been so instrumental in my life that I would encourage anyone, regardless of whether they suffer from anxiety or not, to seek out that professional help. And I think there is still a huge stigma, even in this day and age, about what therapy means and what that must mean for the person going. And I know definitely in my culture growing up, therapy was not spoken about at all. It was never really an option. I remember clearly my parents saying, that they weren't going to tell strangers our problems. <laughs> and the reality is that self-care, mental health was just never advocated for. What I can say is that I am extremely lucky that I had someone close enough to me encourage me to seek out that professional help when I was at my lowest and that I took it. I took that suggestion I took that advice and I ran with it because at that point in my life I was just suffering on a daily basis so much I was ready to free myself of that pain that was just so constant in my life and the best thing that I could have ever done for myself is pick up the phone and call and make an appointment to see that therapist and so I am I am excited 
about where my life is going now. I feel like I couldn't have gotten that and that excitement for my life back. And I am not ashamed at all to say that I have been going to active therapy bi-weekly for the better half of the last six years. And honestly, that time to myself to reflect, to slow down, to be incredibly present with the way I am feeling in that space has allowed me the opportunity to slow down and be aware and be there with my feelings outside of that space. And that was something that was not really afforded to me before. And I didn't have the tools, not just to access them, but to be able to process them in a way that was constructive of my well-being and to this person that I am becoming, that I am, I could have not gotten there without the support of my therapist. And it's been so incredibly instrumental in my personal growth that I would suggest it for anyone. And so again, if you have been struggling and you have plateaued and you've exhausted all of your resources and you are ready for the next step, I I would tell you that finding a good therapist is only going to be to your benefit. And I encourage you that if you are at a point that you need the help and you don't know how else to get it, you will not regret that decision at all. And so I think that for me, that has ultimately been my best resource and my best tool in my own management of anxiety and stress and everything that life throws at you because it has taught me techniques on how to manage them. It has taught me how to manage my own emotions coming up, which for a very long time were very suppressed and in a very positive way has impacted my life and those around me and the people that I am in constant contact with. And all it did was just uncover the really wonderful person that was there to begin with. And that's me. That's who I am. And and that is why I want to encourage you to go and to seek that help. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly hope that some of the suggestions or tips that I offered are something that you can see fit and work in your life. And I truly, truly hope that you find some relief and some reprieve. And I want to remind you that you are wonderful and you are a great person and you deserve to live your best life. So with that, my friends, I leave you until next time. Thank you so much for inviting me into your space and take good care.